This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. I'm Greg Gutfeld. I'm Martha McCallum. I'm Brett Baer, and this is the Fox News Rundown. Thursday, February 17th, 2022. I'm John Saucier. We don't put too much thought in our day-to-day lives into turning on the water faucet. Seems elementary to many Americans to open up that faucet and just let the water flow, right? Well, now security experts at very high levels are warning that Russian hackers might be trying to mess with our water and sewer systems. Water and sewage is actually a sector that cybersecurity experts are calling the most vulnerable out there here in the U.S. This is the Fox News Rundown Evening Edition. It sounds like a movie, but a year ago, a group of Russian hackers actually got into a city's water supply and tried to poison it. And those aren't the only infrastructure systems under threat. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. When you think about, you know, Russian hackers, we often think about those grandma, grandpa scams over the email. Don't click that link. You'll have ransomware or Trojan horse in your computer and they'll take your money. We're speaking today with Fox News congressional correspondent Aisha Hasney on cyber threats the United States currently facing. But no, we're talking about really um, high tech kinds of attacks that target specific critical infrastructure, and that includes water and sewage. And, uh, you know, I never thought about this. I always think about the electric grid as possibly going down, but water and sewage is actually a sector that cybersecurity experts are um, calling the most vulnerable out there here in the U.S. And so what happened last year is, Fox covered this extensively, but you're right, uh, uh, some Russian hackers uh, remotely infiltrated this outdated outdated software system in this Florida water treatment facility. And they were raising the sodium hydroxide levels in this treatment plant to poison the water supply. And, and just because an employee, a manager apparently, a plant manager, noticed this was happening, noticed something was wrong, he was able to stop it. And it's terrifying because... That's how this works. That's the kind of stuff we're talking about. We're talking about that. We're also talking about, remember Colonial Pipeline? Of course. You know, everything that happened with that, the chaos in the southeast, and there were, uh, people were panic buying, and there wasn't any more gas, gas shortages. That's the kind of stuff we're talking about, a much wider scale. That's what the administration is warning. So this begs the next question. If the Russians can add extra chemicals to our water, if they can hack mm. our pipelines, are we behind when it comes to our cybersecurity? Yeah and infrastructure? We are. You know, it's not just, you know, it's not just cybersecurity experts that say that. I mean, lawmakers on the Hill have been talking about this over the past couple of days. We often hear about cyber attacks on the Hill, but in the last 
week or so, especially after senators got a classified briefing from National Security Advisor Jake Sullivan, all of a sudden we started hearing cyber attacks, cyber attacks, cyber attacks all over the Hill. And so we were kind of tuned into that. And some of the lawmakers were saying on both sides of the aisle, look, we are at a weak state when it comes to our defense. So it's interesting. The U.S. offense for cyber is really, really good. We've, we've come up to speed. A lot of credit goes to the Trump administration and the Biden administration for coming up to speed with the rest of the world. Our defense is not great. And let me explain why. It's because we're one of the only countries in the world that depend on everything on tech. I mean, think about all the tech that you use morning, afternoon, night. Everything we do is dependent on tech. There's really not a lot we're doing that doesn't involve tech. I mean, where other parts of the world, you would still have to like turn the pipe to get water or something like that. You know, we're totally dependent on it. So a lot of our companies are not updating their software and not, you know, patching uh, those uh, spaces that they need to and not updating security and not really investing in that. And so that's where the government is trying to sort of warn companies coast to coast, big and small. It doesn't matter how small of a business you are. You need to do something now to prepare because we have no idea, um, you know, what these hackers could attack, where. Um, as long as you're vulnerable, you're definitely, uh, you definitely could be a victim. Yeah, absolutely. And better to be proactive than reactive in a situation like this. We're speaking today with Fox's Aisha Hasni, who covers the affairs on Capitol Hill and today's affair, uh, Russian cybersecurity threats. So you said that lawmakers and experts from the cybersecurity industry are warning just everyday Americans to be careful. What specific things can we do to try and avoid potential problems on a personal level? Yeah, I mean, obviously, we don't want to create panic, number one, because that's what the Russians want. That's kind of their M.O. They uh, do this kind of stuff out of their playbook to create panic and create fear and to sort of they want to, you know, have the public be so afraid that that the government wants to back off. And so we don't want to create panic. What we do want to do is advise people to look, first and foremost, like get your stuff in order, you know, secure your online accounts, change your passwords. If you need to update your software, update your software on your phone, on your computer, whatever device you're using. So get your stuff in order. And then really, I mean, gather some basic supplies at home. So John Confrancesco, He's a cybersecurity expert we talked to yesterday, and he said, look, I myself, you know, have extra things at my house, batteries, flashlights, things that I would have if there was a hurricane coming, for example. So something that would help me get through a week or so. So things like that. Just think about basic stuff. Don't go run out and wipe stores of toilet paper and milk and bread and things like that. We, we don't need to get to that level um, of preparedness, but, um, you know, you should just be smart and should have things in the house in case there were to be a hit for, let's say, a day or two, you would be fine. All right. So the bunker I was building, I didn't scrap those plans, is what you're saying. (laughs) Oh, right. I'm like 15 seconds away from being a doomsday prepper because I'm just so into this and interested in this stuff. But, you know, John said, don't do that. You've been listening to Fox's Aisha Hasney talking about cybersecurity and how the United States critical infrastructure could be a target of attack. Big topic here, and we'll have more right after this.
especially when you start to hear some of these experts, the one you just mentioned, but there's actually a cybersecurity conference going on in Munich, Germany. I'm sure you've been hearing some of the experts talk about that. What are some of the things that they're saying and warning against on not only for the United States, but on a global level here at this conference? Right. So actually, they had uh, Deputy Attorney General Lisa Monaco uh, on to do a question and answer this morning, and, and I was listening in on it, and it was really interesting because, of course, she's on the DOJ side, Department of Justice, and she's talking more about what they're trying to do to uh, you know, hold these criminals accountable, how they're tracking them down. But really, at the end of it, she said, look, companies of any size she said, would be foolish. I mean, just absolutely foolish if they're not preparing right now as we speak to increase their defenses. And, and I think that's indicative of what everyone in the administration is saying right now, even Defense Secretary Austin uh, in Brussels today, also overseas, said the same thing. Look, if there is a cyber attack on the mainland, on the homeland, then we will respond. What's interesting, though, is we really haven't gotten very many details as to how exactly we would respond. We know that we're constantly taking in hits from lots of adversaries 24-7. Cybercom is working around the clock. Um, you know, those heroes over there uh, in Cybercom. But we don't exactly know what our you know, initial reaction would be if there were to be a cyber attack on the mainland, would it be an act of war or would we just, you know, equally respond? We don't really have clarity on that yet. Yeah, and we've already seen cyber attacks in the past. Also, you mentioned Colonial Pipeline, and it's not like we've responded with war. It's kind of been... Brush under the rug. We respond for- with cyber, right? It's a cyber on cyber war, and it's so wild to think. You know, we have uh, the Navy, we have the Air Force, we have the military on the ground, and those are really in defensive posturing, right? Cybercom and our cyber, you know, folks are kind of on the offense all the time. And so, again, I want to bring it back to what I started with, is we're really good when it comes to cyber offense. We're constantly on the attack, and that's really how we have to engage 24-7 because we're getting hit. But our defense is not that great because of our infrastructure, our critical infrastructure. It really needs to get up to speed. Okay, let's talk about infrastructure because the earmark so far President Biden's career in office, at least in the Oval Office, has been this mm-hmm. $1 trillion plus bipartisan infrastructure package. It's passed. It's fully into law here. How much money of that or are any programs you're hearing going to be dedicated towards cybersecurity to shore up some of these infrastructure projects? So, like I said, the Trump administration, the Biden administration absolutely have uh, brought a lot of that up to speed. There's also a bipartisan uh, package on the Senate floor right now. Uh, Senator Rob Portman was telling me about it just the other day uh, in regards to the threat of Russian cyber uh, cyber attacks. uh, And it basically requires companies coast to coast to report to the federal government whenever there is attack. If you remember, Colonial Pipeline really didn't. I mean, they, they kind of sort of, you know, handled their cyber attack, their ransomware attack on their own. I believe they paid the ransom and the federal government was trying to get involved. And so there's kind of this disconnect. So the federal government and Congress really wants there to be more cohesive action when it comes to a company being attacked. They want to be there to assist. They want to be part of the reaction, the response to that. So, um, yeah, I mean, there is tons of work that has been done to get 
you know, our cybersecurity up to speed. There is much more that can be done. And of course, that bipartisan package, I mean, they're hoping to enact that in the next couple of weeks. But I mean, next couple of weeks, we're talking about you know, we keep hearing next couple of days for a possible invasion. So um, it wouldn't it would not go into uh, into law in time. And by the way, speaking of the bipartisan infrastructure law, I just want to bring up this point because people at home really don't realize there is a ton of money allocated to states and cities that they will not get in a timely fashion because Congress continues to pass these continuing resolutions to fund the government. They haven't passed a Biden budget yet. They keep passing the CRs over and over again to fund the government, and that delays the distribution of funding from this bipartisan infrastructure bill that all these Democrats are going home and touting about and patting themselves about. Well, you know, people might not actually get that money in time. Yeah, and don't look now, but there's another pending one this Friday at midnight as well, trying to get that CR in there, the continuing resolution. So we could be here for a minute. Absolutely. I I mean, hopefully the government doesn't shut down, but, you know, we don't have an agreement yet, so... Washington is what Washington is. Ajazi's <laughs> on Capitol Hill for us. You we bet. really appreciate your perspective and also your comments Don't from panic. watching that uh, security conference there in the Munich Cyber exactly. Security Conference. Really good stuff. Don't Thanks. buy the toilet paper. Don't yeah, like go out. Exactly. And, like, the bunker the can stay on hold for now, but you may want to update your iPhone just in case. Thanks there for joining us on the Fox News Rundown Evening Edition podcast. Thanks. You've been listening to the Fox News Rundown. Rundown. Stay up to date by subscribing to this podcast at foxnewspodcasts.com. And for up-to-the-minute news, go to foxnews.com. Jason in the House, the Jason Chaffetz Podcast. Dive deeper than the headlines and the party lines as I take on American life, politics, and entertainment. Subscribe now on foxnewspodcast.com or wherever you download podcasts.